And we are back again. Um, last week was incredible. Uh, Maddie and I looked at each other and we're like, how do we just pull off three shows in a week? Um, Hercules. Yeah, Masters focused. We, you know, had a blast doing that. Um, it kind of reminded me a little bit of our focus on the, the musician week, but this week we're we're diving back into kind of where the roots of the show began, um, talking to entrepreneurs and and uh, getting a little bit back into that space. So, Maddie, mm. any thoughts leading into the show tonight? Yeah, who had a more complete four days last week, Rom or us? I mean, I don't want to. I'm yeah, I'm not trying to get too far out ahead of our skis here, but pretty Herculean to pull off three straight podcasts. I don't know too many people doing that. Well, he took Saturday off for the most part. I didn't see us Fair. taking Saturday off. So no. Well, um, yeah, we might have. We might have. But we didn't take Monday through Wednesday off. So no, we certainly didn't. We certainly no. didn't. We put in the no. effort. Um, so with with all that being said, um, we are thrilled to be joined by entrepreneur, uh, business owner, Stephanie Gre- Greenstein of Thatcher and Spring. Um, Steph, thank you for joining us today. Um, tell us a little bit, like give us a little brief overview of Thatcher and Spring, where you got started um, and, and how you got into this entrepreneurship world. Yeah. Thank mm. you for having me. This is my first podcast. So oh, that's incredible. Very first of many. I'm glad I'm in a safe space. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah. We don't have yeah. enough listeners for you to be too worried either way. So yeah, you're good. <laughs> yeah, you can... This will live on indefinitely. So that's true. That's true. Right? Um, no, thank you for having me. Yes, I um, own a small business called Thatcher and Spring. It is a brick and mortar retail location. We have um, a home decor and gift offering. And then we also have an e-commerce presence. So dot um, com as well. And then um, we also do interior decorating services. So that's kind of the, the base of the business. I started it about two years ago. I've always been interested in entrepreneurship. I've always kind of dabbled here and there and in my own types of business ventures. I grew up in a a family who owned small businesses. So I think it was something that I always wanted to do. Um, But I worked in, you know, corporate America, went to school in Boston, graduated, went right into, you know, a marketing role. And then from there kind of progressed my career for for different businesses um, in different industries, but primarily in marketing. Um, And then I always had this in the back of my mind. And I finally, I think, you know, we'll probably dive deeper into it, but COVID um, really kind of launched my desire to say, I want to go off on my own. I'm sitting here in this office on Zoom calls all day for someone who is creative and entrepreneurial. It just was, it was really, um, it was tough. And so I said, you know what, at this point, I'm so kind of unhappy with what I'm doing. And so I feel like I can only go up from here. So I said, I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to go for it. And I really just went for it. I saw a space. I said, I'm going to take it that day. And then as soon as I kind of had everything ready to go, I gave my notice at work and I have been at the store ever since. Were you terrified when you gave the notice? (laughs) 
You know, well, it's I actually gave my notice and then they gave me a promotion. So <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was a wild, it was a wild time. Um, but I will say, and I think this is like a good gauge, is that I was more, um, I wasn't necessarily terrified, but the guilt that I had for not doing it yeah. was surpassing mm. um you know, like I had gotten to the point where I said, I will regret if I don't do this. And so I knew that I was at the point where it was like, I want to just do it and try it. And I, you know, my husband was in support of it. He was kind of like sick of me talking about it. It was like, (laughs) put your money where your mouth is. And um, I just felt like, and I still feel this way, you know, I can always get another job. I can always get another marketing Mm -hmm. job, like whatever. If I have to start a few positions back, fine. But I felt like um, time was ticking. And so I was scared, but I really wasn't. I think I was just more like anxious and ready to go. Yeah. So I've known you for about a decade now. And you just said, I can always get a job. And I can't attest that you are an elite (laughs) job getter. Nobody got more jobs than you. I would... It blew my mind because I'm like a half in, half out. Like I'm kind of like, I wish I could do that, but I'm also like, love the safety. Every time I turned around, you were like, I'm over this job. I'm going to get another one. And you'd get an excellent job immediately. So you had something figured out. I feel like I probably jinxed myself. I'll probably never be able to get a job. (laughs) You don't need one. You don't need one now. No, but I, and, and the other thing that resonates with me that I think of when I think of you is over those 10 years is you always seemed like the type who would do this at some point, even to the point where when you yeah. decided you were actually going to do it and you made all those decisions and you were like, and we were t- talking to Christina and, my, and me about it. And you were like, I'm doing it. It's over. Like I'm leaving the job. Mm-hmm. When you, when you told me you were doing that through COVID, I was like, not even, it didn't even pause for a second. I was like, yeah, she'll find a way. Like you'll figure it out. Cause the commonality between all of the entrepreneurs that we've talked to is that you have this like unnatural faith in yourself, which I think a lot of people have to really work at. So the COVID thing didn't surprise me, but I am interested to hear, like Mm -hmm. Gibby had asked earlier, what were some of the weird things that you learned? Was it COVID or not? Or just weird things that you learned getting the business spun up that you could have never planned for? Yeah. Well, I think the other thing that's important too, is that just back to getting all the jobs, I am Mm, such mm. a firm Oh, here comes my ghost dog. Um, I am a. We're here for all the dogs. <laughs> I love it. I love that guy. It just opens. You don't see anyone. Um, I feel like I, because I like I always wanted to do this, but I do feel like um, you're meant to be in your life, like where you are at that time. So mm-hmm. I don't think I would be successful had I had not had all of those different positions mm-hmm. uh, and really absorbed all of that information that I then took and could apply to my business now. So from doing like direct marketing to social media, to brand, to sales, you know, to all all of that stuff, working for small companies, large companies, I feel like I was more confident to start. And then, um, you know, I think with COVID, for my industry primarily, you know, and I think you see this kind of like in the range in the industry and whether it was like, home, like interior design or construction or whatever it was. So many people were sitting in their homes, looking around and saying, gosh, like I'm home. Like I'm, I can't stand looking at this or I am home. I can take an appointment with the contractor or I can do this in between calls. So I, in a way kind of piggybacked off that trend and 
for the decorating part, the service part of my business, you know, I had the offerings at the store. So, you know, any new business, definitely like a slow grind, getting awareness and traffic in the door. Mm -hmm. But I think what I was more surprised about was just how quickly my service based, you know, component of the job took off. Um, and so like, I think I was like one month in and I already had two clients. So I do think that, um, because of COVID and all of those trends that we saw that really helped my business. And I don't know that it would have been the same start, you know, kind of comparison had COVID not happened. So it sounds a lot like you, you had this formed out, like you were organized, you had looked at everything, social media, you had planned, you know, accordingly um anything that you know um you wish like oh my gosh i wish i focused on the service area up front right away or or, or was there something else that that you thought like oh man i i, I should have done that <laughs> i honestly the part that still like scares me and i i guess the, the setup of the business side. So you have to register with the state and you have to get like, you know, all of these, um, you have to pay in, you have to set up your taxes, all of that stuff. And I wish I got a bookkeeper sooner because I did mm. get a bookkeeper, but it wasn't until like almost a year in. So I did a lot of like retroactive stuff. So mm-hmm. that was a little tough to untangle that mess. Um, so I think I just would have like, wish I set myself up with more of a team on like the back end financial side of things. I'm definitely an analytical person and I understand that. But when it comes to like the professionals, I mean, of course I have an accountant, but I wish I had started that from day one, not for any sort of like financial planning, but just to give myself more peace of mind and not have so much of a unknown at certain times, um, even just people to kind of like refer back to. So I think that's kind of like the one, um, you know, looking back, I think one of the areas I could have set myself up a little bit better. It feels like it's less about lacking the knowledge, which again, is not something that you generally would have an issue with. It's more just, you don't know what you don't know. It's the first time you've done this, right? Like you have no way of knowing. So that makes sense. I mean, your current head of HR probably could do, could have done that for you uh, pro bono. But, oh, you know, we all make mistakes. It's okay. You know, she's just not accepting my payment. And <laughs> but if she was, we're going to, we're going to get around to snacks at some point today. So we'll come, <laughs> it'll come full circle when we get there. We are. We are. So um, backing up a little bit, yeah. like, was there a moment, you know, while you were working in one of these other jobs, Maddie makes it sound like you have like I know. billion jobs. I feel like I should clarify. But None fine. of them bad jobs though. It wasn't like you're like, up, up fired. I got to get another job. You were like, I'm bored no, of this one. Fired, I'm gonna get... No, never. And you kept no, upgrading. So was there like, was there a specific time when you were like, I can do this because you had to have been building this up. Yeah. And, and let's back up a little bit, Thatcher and Spring. Like, this is Double home backup. decor. This isn't just, you know, general, like, oh, this isn't, this isn't home goods. Pots and right? pans. Like, yeah, we're not going to home goods or Dollar no. Tree. No, you're getting um, no that looks a touch. If <laughs> home goods or Dollar Tree wants to be a sponsor, fine. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um, yeah. This, yeah. Is, this is fantastic, you know, really elegant. Uh, pieces here that I'm looking at and I'm blocking my wife from, uh, you know, adding all these. I'll send it to her. I'll make sure she gets a direct line in. 
you must have been doing this behind the scenes a little bit and and getting ready to get to this launch. And what was that moment like when you're like, okay, it's time, or this is building up to this point? Yeah. So it's interesting too. So I always think that I, I have a kind of like two approaches on this. I think that to do something well, you need to be all in. And to your point, like I was kind of with all of my jobs because I just knew like I, as, as, as much as I was good at them, I just knew I wanted to be doing something else. So I was kind of always one foot in one foot out. And for the people who've been around for a while, I had this business called Steffi Chic, which was mm-hmm. ah, online. Yes. Um, so jewelry. I had my own e-commerce website that okay. was, I sold accessories, I made jewelry. So, um, that had existed and that, um, I then kind of like transformed, I didn't transform, I, I basically like piggybacked off of that. Yeah. Yeah. Like I started a new website and everything, but, um, that was kind of like always on. So the thing about that, and this is where I, I kind of go back and forth is, I feel like I had learned so much from that. Like I knew how to run Shopify, did email marketing, built social media, did pop-ups, learned to POS. And I think the less I had to learn going into this like more serious venture was a better starting point. And so um, by having that, I like, you know, I, I was kind of like always doing that in the background, um, but then I basically just like made the switch and I said, I didn't, I knew I didn't want to do that. I couldn't necessarily make that big enough in my mind. And my husband and I bought a house and that's when it turned into kind of, okay, I know I want to do the home decor and focus on that. Um, so I had been doing that, you know, for years prior. And then I, when it was basically January of 2021, where I was working from home, you know, in the middle of COVID, 20, yeah, 2021. And yeah. I started like, okay, I want to do this. So I started looking at spaces. I started like make, I made an Instagram account. I, I don't know, like changed the name of my business from Steffi Chic to Thatcher and Spring. And so I started to do some work. And then because um, a lot of the buying for my type of business happens at these large trade show type events, okay. they're called market. Um, but because of COVID, everything was virtual. So I was able to do a lot of research um, online. And so I didn't go to any markets because they weren't, um, you know, they, they weren't available, but I was able to do that. And again, kind of like, you know, do that in between meetings or before I wasn't commuting. So I was able to kind of prep in that sense. And then really when I found my location and I signed the lease, that's when things like really turned and I started ordering and started getting the, you know, physical products and inventory into my warehouse, which was my garage. Yes. <laughs> like any good entrepreneur. The, the common thread there though, I know I went back to it earlier, but I'll go back to it again. Is like that entire time when you were doing things other than what you wanted to be doing full in, both feet in, like all in, you were learning, you were picking up skills. The jobs you did have helped you with the social media aspect of your business and Steffi Chic, which, you know, a beautiful brand that I remember very well, (laughs) helped you figure out a little bit of the business stuff. So I feel like you were just always preparing for it. Whereas I think a lot of people 
I don't, I can't speak to this either way, but entrepreneurs are sort of like, ah, one day I'll just start it and figure it out. Yeah. I think you do have to do a whole lot um, on that runway before you physically get up in the air. So yeah. I've always noticed that, which is why when you said you were doing it, I was like, yeah, this makes perfect sense. Like it jabs. Yeah. 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 And I, I'm also very like risk adverse. So for mm-hmm. me, like I like to be as secure as possible and eliminate as much as I can from doubt, yeah. variables, whatever. So I think there's something to be said for people who go all in, in that entrepreneur, you know, where they're building a product, right. And mm-hmm. manufacturing and all of that. But for me, I did a lot of like testing, I think. And I think financially, like I was never at a point where I could just quit my job mm-hmm. and just spend all this money that I didn't have to start a business. So I think it depends on the person, but that, you know, if, if there's a path that someone has that's similar to mine, I would say that it is beneficial to kind of be patient and to build things out because you can learn from them. And then when you're ready to go, there's less of a learning curve. When you get better and better, right? Like, you know, your products get better, your delivery, your messaging, social media. Um, I'm curious a little bit about like, so you're kind of working in three different worlds, right? You've got like your retail space, um, your, you know, and I just like your brick and mortar, online space and then your services that you offer to outfit someone you know needs a brand new living room (laughs) like my living room i've got the 70s couch there i've got the 90s you know curtains like i need your help um so is there one specific area that like you've been drawn to or does it all marry together like what um of those three sort of aspects of of the business like has has drawn the most interest to you personally and also professionally too. Mm. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. I, um, the e-commerce side is we can almost take that out of the equation. I have that and it's a nice to have, but it's a, it's like 10% of my business. And a lot of that is because I don't have like the fulfillment side of things is so time consuming. It's expensive. I'm shipping heavy breakable items, expensive to ship. It's time consuming. So I've kind of put that on autopilot and, you know, I get orders, but I don't do any digital marketing around it. So I don't try to ramp that side up. So then the, um, so then the brick and mortar side, I think I'm, I'm knock on wood, just lucky the location that I'm in. I think the style and kind of like my offerings match very well with, um, you know, where I'm at in Massachusetts, the community, et cetera. And then the uh, service side, um, I do love doing. And I think it's almost like the store is kind of like the lead gen for that. Or, mm-hmm. I mean, social media is too, but it's great because people will come in and the store has, you know, like all of the decor and it's styled how we would style it. And it's a very distinct, like we stay very specific to um, like, you know, what our style is. So a lot of times it comes up naturally in conversation with customers. Like, you know, we do offer the service where we can come to you. And basically people get very, um, uh, just kind of flustered with all of the choices. And they're like, yeah. I just, if I bring this home and it doesn't work and, or the, the size isn't right. Indecision. And so, yeah. So, and Matt's a customer, he knows from his yep. bookshelves. So, yep. um, a real so nice we, bookshelf. yeah, so we, so it's helpful. So I think from a passion side, I do love doing that. And I also, I do like the retail side. Um, and I, you know, I mentioned this briefly to Matt, just, 
every store is different, but I feel like I couldn't survive without that kind of like three pillar approach. Like I, mm-hmm. I definitely need the e-commerce. Yeah. I definitely need the brick and mortar. And I definitely think I need the service side if I want to continue to do this. Um, I feel like they, they intertwine, but I also feel like they build off each other. And I don't know yeah. how profitable I'd be if I took one out, even though the e-commerce is small, it's still a, it's still an offering. Um, yeah. And so- I feel like is the e-commerce and I, this might be a yes, I can't remember. You basically, like, like you said, it's 10%, but you're, you're mostly just shipping things that are a little bit smaller, not as fragile, like a little bit easier for you to get out. Is that kind of what you've decided to do? Yeah. I mean, it's tough. Honestly, it's another thing I have to look at just like yeah. the, the shipping strategy. And like, there's a whole back end side of it that I kind of just set up when I started, but um, yeah. that's also changed a lot from COVID too, just the shipping side of things. But um, I do put some notes like on our product pages, we, you know, unfortunately can't ship this item. It's for pickup only. Yeah. Um, but we, I mean, we do ship like we'll, sh- you know, we'll ship pillows and large bowls and faces and um reasonable we do our best and it's expensive but you know it it is it's part of you know it's part of that world so opens up another channel were you um i think you were telling me earlier you also have a spot in the store that people can come to that's sort of like a styling wall is that did i make that up like a place where they can come in they can kind of get an idea of what it might look like if they did something like that and you came to the home and consulted Yeah. So we actually, when I set the store up, I have um, shelves all around. um, Mm -hmm. And then we do have like console tables, which we kind of show people how you would style. And then I also put a mantle in the store because Mm -hmm. a mantle is like usually a focal point for decorating, whether it's holidays or not. So it is nice because we, we, I mean, I get in there with customers, like I'll just rip the store apart and I'll show them, but it's so visual and that, that really helps. So I think, I mean, if I had a bigger space, I would do more, but it's, you know, I'm working with 500 square feet. So. Yeah. Once we get you some more square feet, cause you will obviously grow. I'm thinking we get a small little corner of the store that has a bunch of TVs set up on the wall that can change the look and color of the background so that you can make it as real as someone's home. And then you can kind of do a little bit of both. You could clone yourself, have somebody at the store. That's almost like an in-home consult. And then you're out doing the big sure. consult. So that's, just, yeah. just an idea, put it in the ideas folder. We'll yeah. get back around to it. Yeah. Matt, well, yeah that's increase your overhead. By a thousand percent. 100% minimum. Yeah. Go for it. We're scaling lightning fast. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, by the time all the listeners get their hands on this and head to Main Street and hang them, um, (laughs) (laughs) it's it's time. Um, So, a couple other questions I had for you, too, around like when you're going to someone's house, are they freaking out? Are they like, cleaning and you know i'm curious any stories anything that you don't have to name names or addresses yeah. <laughs> um not really but um i'm trying to think i don't think so i mean people definitely like apologize and i'm always like i've yeah. seen it all but i'm yeah. also like i'm also there and it's like you know, the cleaning, there's a cleaning person there or like there's someone doing like yard work i had this one customer and they were having, um, 
some, I think something down like the siding. So uh, a handyman had like a bench set up. And I, when I, br- when I come to the house and Matt can attest to this, uh-huh. I bring so much stuff. So much. Like I, like it's such a workout. So like this one place I had to like go around this guy's stuff. And I was like, Oh, like what time are you going to be here till? Because it was like an extra, I mean, it was fine, but, um, you, you kind of just never know. And then there's people who are like, Oh, like I have dogs. I'm sorry. I'm like, leave your dogs. It's fine. I love yeah, them. Love them. Love them. Um, but nothing really. Okay. Nothing I was, really- I'm sure the apologies are, you know, <laughs> yeah, and I'm, nonstop. I've and I, honestly, I think it's one of those things like you're just not even concentrating on it. Like I can imagine it's like you go to the dentist and you like look like crap. You know, and yeah. it's like then it's like I'm looking at your mouth, you know. So right. <laughs> I feel like I'm just focused and I don't really pay attention to anything else. So you're more worried about I just because I saw you live and I got a chance to experience this when you came over to our house. You're more just like I want you're it's your painting. You're like, okay, just let me lock in and focus yes. on this and I'm gonna put together it's like a puzzle for you because I was watching yeah. you put yeah items that previously to me belonged in every place but these places but then I walk away I come back I take a look and I'm like that looks a lot better much much better than it did so I get it but you probably just want the guys out of there during that process we don't know you know some have great opinions but like you said like I lock in and I'm not someone who can like multitask so I do sometimes feel little distracted. Um, but I tell people because I, I kind of plan things out beforehand, but then you get there and things are changed around or you see like a different part of the room. And so I go with what I've had in my head and kind of planned, but things change. So, um, I usually just tell people, you know, I'll shoot you a text or holler if you're upstairs, it'll Mm -hmm. be like an hour or so. And then they come down. And that also like, I, you know, the thing with the service is usually people are having me in because they don't know what to do. You know, yeah. I don't say that in a in a rude way, but they really need help. So by them trying to guide, we're kind of like we're wasting everyone's time. So it's exciting to have a reveal and they can, of course, you know, give their point of view. And I tell them, if you don't like something, let me know. But also they they're hiring someone they shouldn't have to make any decisions they shouldn't have to figure things out like that's on me um so it's definitely best if I kind of do my thing like Matt said it's like a puzzle and then um yeah and then surprise them and hopefully they love it what's the process from start to finish when like you go in you look you go back you know figure out all the pieces and then the reveal like are you and it sounds like for a lot of them they're being sent away upstairs they're <laughs> going out of the house yeah come inside yeah. Like, you know <laughs> move the truck um but w- like how long does that take and and what does that look like for your customers when they come back and, and the excitement yeah so um normally I go for like a walkthrough where I go to the site first and that's where they say like okay this is the focus and then it kind of drifts room to room if you have something for this space I don't love this so I get a lay of the land and then you know we find a date that works um I do stuff on my side and kind of like a document to spec everything out and then I pack everything I, you know, go to the location and then I, you know, start in one space and kind of work through. And then I have a lot of options. So I usually tell them, okay, like, let's walk through everything. And that's when they see it. 
Um, you know, for the most part, I've never really knock on wood had anyone who, well, I've never had anyone who's like, I hate this or I don't like anything or anything like that. Um, usually like my, um, I wish I knew like a good, like sports gaming term here, but like my, my ratio is, um, Oh, your batting average. Yeah. Maybe like my batting average. Gibby would have gone with completion percentage as well. That's That's perfectly fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, uh, so people are like, I love it and don't really want to change anything. And then sometimes the, which is totally fine. And sometimes it gets to maybe an even better place, but people are like, you know, I don't love that vase or whatever. Um, and then we just work through it and I've got the options. So I show them and sometimes I show them the options and then they're like, oh yeah, you're right. This doesn't look as good. Um, and so depending on how many spaces there are, I can be at someone's house for like a couple of hours. Um, I did like a big holiday for like a a bigger home, a big holiday uh, refresh session. So I was there for probably like five or six hours. Um, But the the point of the the refresh, refresh session is that I'm in and out in a day and your space can be transformed and you're just kind of left in this like you know, lovely new. space that feels like new when you haven't done anything on your yeah. side. So, um, so yeah, that's usually the process and it's usually pretty quick. We need it to get some matters. reaction videos out there. Um, I know. Oh. I do have a lot of- I love the reactions. The yeah. wows. Yeah, no, you'll get people. The trick is it has to be like almost like half hidden camera so we can get that authentic reaction. Yeah. We'll, we'll yeah. workshop. That's another good idea. Put that one yeah. in the folder. There we, go. we got two got now. Two yeah. in 35 minutes. That's not bad. <laughs> Sorry, Steph. Um, these are the last two guys that you need. Uh, give me wow, I love advice. it. It's great. I've been giving Steph bad advice for years. She's not going to be faced. She knows how to filter I, it. I don't know about that. I think pretty good advice. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, so, Steph, nice. you know, you, you're, this is, you know, business that is is starting to grow and expand and, and you know, you're, you just started two years ago. So it always seems a little bit disingenuous on my end to ask you like, what's next, right? Because you're, you're establishing the business and building up those three pillars even taller, but um, you know, so with that said, what's next? Like where where do you want to, you know, go into or, or Um, what what are your plans going forward in the next year? Yeah. I mean, honestly, I think I actually have to stop asking myself that because I am so, I'm very competitive with myself. I'm very like, I'm trying to live in the moment and be grateful for what I've done thus far and just being able to do this. Um, So with that being said, what's next? I would love, I I mean, I have a lot of ideas. Like I, my space is very small, so I would love maybe another location. Um, I'd love like a summer pop-up location. Um, I'd love to work with or hire an interior designer and work hand in hand with them. Um, I, you know, so I don't know. I would love to grow my, yeah, and have like a warehouse and blow that up. Um, so those are kind of like all eventually, I guess, but I think for right now, I, I definitely, um, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of back to that team. I'm kind of like building a team. So just having like right employees, um, having someone help me with the fulfillment side, I think I can't really go any further without having the actual resources, resources being humans. 
Um, yeah. So I'm trying to kind of balance that and um, and feel good about things before I kind of add something else onto my plate. Um, so I would say that that's probably what snacks is just kind of adding people to the squad. You're at the classic Shark Tank inflection point. You now have demand and you need a whole I, lot of space and inventory. That's a good place. Yeah. That's a good problem. It is. And it's it's one of those things where it's like it's so true. Like, you know, the more the, the more business you have, like the more inventory you have to have, the more inventory you have, the more ordering yeah. you do, the more fulfillment you do, the more unpacking you do, the more trash you have to get rid of. Like mm-hmm. everything just increases. And so while it's great, I try to remind myself of that. Like, I mean, things you don't think of, like, I didn't think I would go to the dump like five times a week to, for, <laughs> for trash removal. Like didn't yeah. think of it, but like makes sense. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's, yeah, it's everything I think with time and just kind of being patient with. Yeah. So one question that we ask yeah. most of our new time, first time guests, yeah. first time podcast <laughs> guests, um, on your way to the dump, Okay. Yeah, you're a little bit hungry. Yeah, snack. You need a snack. You need something before you get, you know, dinner's not for three hours. Um, and you might as well pump up, get some gas, but you got to stop in the, the mobile mart. So what is yeah. your go-to gas station snack? And anything well, that's in there is available to you. MP and I have had a lot of I gas a lot of snacking. Remember the 7-Eleven in South uh-huh. Yep. Yep, I do. And then we um, had the 7-Eleven in the North End. I mean, we had so many special 7-Elevens. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, okay, I would say, like, I think maybe tried and true, like, if, like the roots of who I am would be Cheetos. Yep. And hostess. Wait, the fluff, the fluffy ones or the, the crunchy? The skinny, crunchy Cheetos. Yeah, okay. Christina's in, in the opposite boat. I know, I know. Yeah, we we yeah. differ in something. I know, um, I know. Yeah. Yeah. And hostess cupcakes are like a Ooh. gas station staple. I know. It's Which different. flavor? Which type? We were just, we were just looking at some the other day. I was t- had really? my hands on a couple. Yeah. Yeah. The chocolate, just the yeah. standard chocolate with the white. White little squiggly yeah. line. Yeah. You know what I noticed when I was in the gas station the other day and I saw them? They haven't changed the packaging at all. It doesn't need to be changed. Yep. You know what else hasn't changed is the, and I can't believe we haven't gotten this answer yet, Gibby, the honey buns with the frosting on top that are next yeah. to those and the donuts. Oh, oh I used really? Like yeah, like the yodels. Yeah. 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 Bunny bones. Yeah. People don't give enough like, respect. Yeah. A brand that's just transcended the years mm-hmm. here. But um, yeah, Great. those those are my snacks. But that's I, I think nice. I, I've changed over the years, but like big, yeah. those are big time back in the day that you got a sweet well, and a savory there which is nice i'm glad you did I that do. a lot of people just give us two sweets or two savories and that's gluttonous that's not there's and no sometimes style. as you know i used to have a snack before the snack like of a course snack yeah. yeah the snack yeah. yeah and that would be like peanut butter and crackers well on that note actually did you i'm sure you saw this so one of the places we used to go get snacks at all hours bova's is closing or i think they just did close for like a day to shoot that the, matt damon ben affleck movie yeah. and they haven't closed in like 90 years for even a minute nothing funerals christmas nothing yeah did you, was- did you do some snacks um to commemorate and to, to celebrate them just in general just knowing it was happening were you like oh i should do something for bova's and have like four or five rice balls i didn't but i did go to bova's um so i 
I have my eye doctor still in the North end. I just have never uh-huh. changed it. And it's like once a year. So I'm like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And we, what did it was for some holiday? What was, Oh no, it wasn't. It was in August and Matt's family was coming in from Pennsylvania. So mm-hmm. naturally I went to Bova's and I, I don't know if I, I, I feel like I maybe told you this. I definitely told Christina, I spent like $55. Like I just, oh, I, love I, that. I, I don't know how it happened. I just bought like, I know how. Stuff. I know. And how. I was like, oh, if you that get a, like, oh, you get a couple lobster rolls and a bunch of those cookies cannolis, and you leave a cannoli yeah. or two, and then maybe you leave with a slice of pizza to just for the walk back for to the warm up slice. Yeah, yeah. warm slice. You're gonna yeah. touch fifty pretty quick, and it was all worth it every dollar. Yeah. So I so I did that, and then Matt was like, "Well, that's that's a lot," and you know, people had like a half of a cannoli, and then I just basically ate the rest over a week. It's a skill to be able to snack as aggressively as we do. Bango can't hang. He knows that. He's aware of that. Oh, I know. He, he, he went through a phase, but he's back to just, yeah, he like okay. set the sugar on everything. It's just a, it's just it's Debbie fine. Downer. It's a path that not everybody can choose and we yeah. don't wear that lightly. So it's yeah. on us. It's an honor. Yeah. <laughs> so so yep. Steph, before we sign off for tonight, thank you. Um, yeah. First and foremost, thank you for joining us. Um, you've been an absolute pleasure to have on. Uh, we really enjoy talking to people that, you know, have the resiliency, um, the ideas and are able to build up, you know, something just that's living in their mind somewhere that they've worked hard at and then, you know, be able to apply it and see people have success and, and you know, on the brink of greatness. So um, excited so. for that. But where can our tens of listeners mm-hmm. find you? Mm-hmm. Yes. So thatcherandspring.com. So that's our website. Um, You can follow us at Thatcher and Spring on Instagram. And then if you are in Massachusetts or if you're ever in, you know, the in Massachusetts, like south of Boston, we're in Hingham and you can visit our store at 288 Main Street. Awesome. We'll post it all. Gibby's our social yeah. media maven. He's going to drop links everywhere, <laughs> places all over the place. I'm a ton of maven. But <laughs> Steph, thank you for joining us. We thank really you, appreciate it. And, thank uh, you, guys. And listeners, uh, go vis- visit Thatcher and Spring. Get down to Hingham. Um, <laughs> and shout out to Stephanie. Um, we appreciate it. Thank you so much. Good night, thank man. You guys. Thank you. See you, bud. Bye. Thank you.